Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that. But why? Why? Why is it rate? Anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are gonna sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Just in case I don't make it home tonight let me say what I tweeted for the last time, baby. Somebody said Elizabeth had died. I thought it was an exclusive, but they lied in this case. Will it be a court case, a court case? <laughs> oh, my God. I actually can't wait to talk about that. I can't wait to get to that point of the show so I can discuss what I've just done there with Jaheem's song, just in case, because it's an actual madness. But anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. And it's me, Kalechi, back, back in a place to be, well, I wouldn't say the place to be, like this is the place to be as in the podcast, but not in the country, do you know what I mean? Because I'm back in England, um back in London so I wouldn't say that's the place to be but you know I'm back anyway and got my equipment out and recording as per um Nigeria was great the crowdfund is going really really well thank you so so much for those of you who um haven't donated yet for whatever reason it's right there like it's going to be up there for a while so whenever you can please do get to it big up all of the people my god Lewis thank you so so much um, you're a true baby boy, just supported the show from whenever you started listening, you've been there, you've been such, um, a brilliant person. Thank you. Thank you to absolutely everybody who, you know, has supported the crowdfund. It's honestly blown my mind, but there are some people that I've seen that, um, yeah, it's just astounding. And as somebody that doesn't tend to like ask for help or know how to really receive people wanting to help me, it's such a great exercise in allowing the community to be there because they've been there for me so many times before. Do you get me? It's just like getting used to it and trusting it. I think that's what it is. It's like trusting that people who are around and want to help are doing so with good intention. And um, yeah, that isn't always the case. Like people just want to be in a um in terms of like what I've been up to since getting back I've just been busy I've just been you know running from here to there I spoke at the black girls brunch um on Sunday so that would have been yesterday was it yesterday no Saturday yeah Saturday I spoke at the black girls brunch and that was beautiful I love going to super cute events big up yourself Cairo um like I love going to cute events where it's just so well organized beautiful and like the vibes are just gorgeous you know so it was nice to speak there 
about self-confidence and how I think that liberating yourself and and feeling your feelings, feeling your anger can help you move towards self-confidence because you're moving away from self-betrayal. You're allowing yourself to feel the things that you feel and thus you can trust yourself and you can only be confident in something that you trust. You get me? So that was really beautiful. It was really, really nice to see all the people there. I left there to then go and get a tattoo by Minx Doll. That was uh, Minx underscore doll is um, her name on Instagram. And because um, I wanted to get a tattoo of hope, you know, the painting that I like, but I wanted the um, image to be a bit more black, which is what we ended up being able to um, achieve. It's just so beautiful on my inner bicep as well. So like my inner arm, like tucked away. Um, because I wanted it close to my heart, you know, hope you want to keep hope close to you at all times. So yeah. And it's funny because yeah, it's minx underscore doll M I N K X underscore D O L L. That's who I got my tattoo done by. She's amazing. She's so lovely. Um, so we were talking about the fact that I'd come for one tattoo, but I also wanted another tattoo that I'd been thinking about for a while. Very, very simple. I've been thinking about more than one tattoo for a while, but um, yeah, something very, very simple. Um, just chop wood, carry water. But I wanted it written in like a typewriter font, uh, font and I wanted it on my wrist as just that sort of reminder, like chop wood, carry water. Like it's um, it's an Eastern uh, kind of message and it pertains to the idea that no matter where you get to in life, you're still going to have to do the mon- like the mundane things or the things that you perceive as mundane. And actually, it's the mundane things that you do and you do them well and you do them daily and you do it with humility that allows, uh, you know, that provides the foundation for the greater things or the perceived greater things that you go on to do. So, you know, I, you know, I've mentioned on the show before that like, I'll be at the supermarket and I'll be like, Oh, so when am I going to get to this part? And it's just like, but when, even when you get to that part, are you, are you saying that you're just not going to go food shopping anymore? Or what the fuck are you saying? You know? So it's that whole idea that honor the day-to-day rituals, honor them, chop wood, carry water, because even when you get to the place that you are hoping to get to, you will still be chopping wood. You will still be carrying water because the moment you stop doing that, that's when everything don't bafuka, everything just up everything's broken, everything's done out here. So it's that beautiful reminder. So I got that tattoo on my wrist, chop wood, carry water. And then I got the reimagining of the hope painting on my inner arm. Um, and yeah, so just been doing little bits, just been doing little bits, living my life. Um, it's been amazing getting all of that done. I haven't done one of these in a while, but I'm just going to cuss somebody out quickly at the top of the show. I'm just going to cuss somebody out. I'm not even going to wait till st- straw of the week. I just want to cuss somebody out just really, really quickly, just really, really fast, fast, just a couple of people. But those people are a representation of a larger group of people. They're not too large because my God doesn't roll like that. But there is a, um, a little kind of sect of black woman um, that, they hate follow um and whether they realize it or not like they hate follow me and whether they realize it or not i will tweet something and they cannot help themselves but to come and try to write something that's either rather contrarian or antagonistic however thinly veiled or just just bringing wayward energy and i don't like to throw the word about too often but 
it does pertain to jealousy because why are you here? Because the kind of person I am, I don't follow people that I don't like, but they'll be there and I'll tweet something and they'll jump up and they'll be like, da, 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 da. And it'd be like, okay, so what does that have to do with what I've just said? What does that have to do with what I've just said? And so there was, and you know, like, because sometimes I can't verify whether you're a real black person or not, as in like, if, if you're, it's a, if it's a real black person behind that account or it's just an account, Sometimes I wonder if these accounts that put black people's faces, they are operated by the CIA and the MI6 or something, because I just don't understand like how you are willingly missing the point And you just every time you come uh, and try to move mad and I try to offer grace in these situations, clearly aware that they can't they probably don't listen to my podcast. They don't interact with me outside of Twitter. And so for that reason, they'll be talking to me in a way that it's just like if you just talk yourself and um, out of this space and paid attention to the other things I'm doing, you'd understand that this is not the way to speak to me because you're going to rile me up and I'm going to cuss you out. Um, But again, I don't even let people have that nowadays. It's just a straight block. So we're going to talk about, you know, what's happening, how Russia is moving mad um, towards Ukraine. We are going to talk about that. Now, when the when it was officially announced that Russia had now sent troops into Ukraine, I was just like, this is actually wild. This is actually wild what Russia is doing right now. And I tweeted about it and I've been tweeting, tweeting about various perspectives that was coming to my mind. And then one of the tweets I happened to say, and I wonder how this is going to affect the Russian Grand Prix because surely it's, it can't go ahead. This same person, alleged black woman, comments and writes, seriously? Another one, a white woman writes, um is that the main, she said something like, is that the main focus right now? And I was just like, okay, because clearly like, clearly you don't follow F1. So you don't know why I'm asking this, but even if you didn't follow the sport, surely you understand that throughout history, sporting events have been used as a cloak to like, to ignore like great injustices that are happening right in the backdrop. If you think about the Olympics that um, happened in Berlin and all of that stuff, like, so many wild things have been happening with, you know, and a sporting event has carried on. Like you shouldn't be allowed to do that, that that shouldn't run. So, and because what happens is that you make the people, the spectators, whether knowingly or unknowingly, you make them complicit in the fuckery that you're doing. So I am questioning whether Formula One is going to go ahead and go to Russia, knowing that, but at the same time, I'm fully aware that they've gone to other places. They've had races in other places where wild disgusting like inhumane things are happening in that country but my thinking is that well those countries you lot argue about um their newsworthiness or like oh we're not going to get involved because we don't get involved in political things because you're doing that because you don't deem those countries that these things are happening in or what they're doing to other people you don't deem it as um people that you should care about because they're not white However, now that Russia is doing this and it's doing it to Ukraine, what some could call white on white crime, like now you're involved. Now you have to say something. Now you have to do something. Right. So that's my thinking. And that would be the thinking of anybody else who follows F1 and knows the history and knows like how um, co- like complex and like weird a lot of these things can be and how it leaves you feeling. Why I'll be asking that this black woman saying seriously, I said, seriously, what? but then nothing only for then Sebastian Vettel to pretty much come and say exactly what I've said. Well, not exactly what I've said, but you know, the same sentiment as what I'm trying to convey. And he's like, Oh, I'm not going to race. 
I'm not going to race in Rush in the Russian Grand Prix if it's going ahead because I'm just not with all of the fuck shit. He didn't say that part, but basically that's what he was um alluding to. And I thought, yes, good. But why, like, Sebastian Vettel has consistently in recent years been calling out fuckery in a way that I guess only a white man could because he has that privilege. But he's really grown on me because you can see that he cares about things. Like, he stayed behind when races have finished to help pick up trash at the end. Like, um, you know, in the grandstands and stuff, he's gone around and helped to pick up trash. Um, like, There's just certain things, like, and he's not on socials like that, so... It's, something, it's clearly something that he's doing for himself. Like he, if he's like, oh, you know, if I'm going to be involved in this sport that does this to the environment, that does this, that does that, at least what I can do is mitigate and mitigate my, contribut- my contribution to such a thing and speak out when I can. So I thought that's a good move. And then the next day, F1 put out a statement and they were basically like, oh, well, we we don't stand for what um, Russia is doing to Ukraine right now. We're not with it. And if this continues, then the race isn't going ahead, basically. Um, because they to me, they didn't say cancelled. From what I've read, they might have updated. At the point of recording, they hadn't said anything like cancelled. They were just like, should it continue the way that it is, then the race isn't going ahead. But I was thinking, but do you see? Do you see the very point I was just making yesterday? But you wanted to come and do seriously? Seriously. If you hate me so much, why the fuck are you on my page? If you are so, so against me, why are you on my page? Because I feel like you need to remind people constantly, constantly, constantly. You don't need to listen to my podcast if you don't know how you feel about me or if you don't, if you know that you don't like me. You don't need to be here. You don't, I'm not here to convince you. You can fuck off, right? And it's the same with Twitter. I'm not here to convince you about my view. I'm simply stating my view. So to come in there and try to be combative and then to have proof of what I was saying come out later on, don't you feel stupid? But no, because these same black women never apologize. They don't apologize because they think that they're entitled to your platform and they're entitled to you. But it comes from a place of like a weird subverted jealousy where it's just like, well, since I can't have what she has, I'm going to give her a hard time for having it. And I'm going to like, if she does anything, I need her to do this and I need her to do that. And if she doesn't do it, then she's the worst person alive. But let me tell you something. I am. I am both the worst person alive and I'm both the and I'm both the best person alive, right? That's why I say I'm a dickhead in recovery. Nobody's going to guilt trip me into doing anything that I don't want to do. And I will speak about the things that I want to speak about. And you know what? That's why you've got your page, right? If you were so charismatic, right? You would have been able to build your page to the place that I built mine, right? Because I've got the charisma. Do you get me? If you don't have it, you don't have it. And all of you that are worried about people having blue ticks and, oh, the blue ticks are doing this and, oh, the blue ticks are doing that. Do you know what differentiates your page from somebody that has a blue tick? Basically, Twitter has their passport or Twitter has a form of identification for them. That's it. If you're so desperate for a blue tick, if you're literally getting wet over a blue tick, just go and give Twitter your passport and and that's it. But stop stressing other people out because you feel like they have something that you don't have. And so you're going to try and bend them over a barrel all of the time that you feel like you don't get anything that, you know, you don't you don't get the things that you want. Go away. Go away. And so we're talking about the Ukraine, um, you know, how Russia is moving mad um, and just being horror, you know, horrid. We're talking about that and the fact that even in this, you know, in the midst of all of these things happening, certain people, Ukrainians specifically, still have the time to be anti-black. Like, fam, your people are dying. Like, people are dying. What What the fuck do you, what, but you still got time for anti-blackness? 
And when we're talking about anti-blackness, we're talking about the fact that they're like, oh, they're not even, you know, Poland and the neighboring countries aren't even letting us in when we have, you know, blonde hair and blue eyes. You know, they're not even letting the people with blonde hair and blue eyes through as if, what? What do you mean? So like, it's fine for everybody else not to come through who's darker. That is a wild statement and people keep doing it. Like even when they're talking about the war, they almost talk as if they're too civilized for war when all of the world wars have happened in fucking Europe. What are you talking about? Like the reason, even the fact that you call it a world war when it's very Eurocentric is rather hilarious, you know, and, and when you take it into America and all of that, like you start the wars and then you involve everybody else and then you start and then you're calling it a world war. No, that it's your war. So they were like, oh yeah, you know, I can't believe this is happening as if this is a third world developing country. But even the third world developing countries that you're ignorantly alluding to, I'm already getting into straws and I haven't even started the show. The third world developing countries, quote unquote, that you're alluding to, who is de- like destabilizing their governments? Who's doing that? Is it not you? So everything still comes back to you. But then you look at the language that people are using when they're discussing these things and you just see how anti-blackness is so pervasive throughout all of it. So I'm just like, it's the type of people that scare me are the ones that even in the midst of their suffering, they still have time to be anti-black. The tweet's doing well. People are posting it and, you know, sharing it and whatever. This same person that liked to write seriously under the Grand Prix comment comes to this one and they're like, oh yeah, well, we can talk about anti-blackness, but at the same time, rare, 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 please don't share videos of da, 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 da. What do you mean, please don't share videos? I haven't shared any videos. So I said, I haven't shared any videos. So you know what what is this no i was just saying generally well no next time use context because you're literally tweeting at me i'm a fucking human being you're tweeting at me talking about this so no you're going to need to find some etiquette yeah well for context and then she goes on to keep talking again like well you know trains are doing this and this is happening in ukraine and we need to do this now something you can go suck out go suck your mother until you pass out and don't wake up because I'm so fed up of black women feeling entitled to me and then, and therefore feeling that they can disrespect me. Every governing spirit that's meant to look after you will fall down and die before you think that you can come and disrespect me on any platform and to think that I will have it. You like, it's a weird, and this is what I talk about jealousy. It's a weird fucking state to be in, right? Where you don't like me, but you also want access to my platform to promote the things that you are talking about. And while I care about the injustices that we're seeing playing out right now, you're not going to use my page and at the same time, you know, use my comment section while at the same time getting rude to me. You know what you're going to get? You're going to catch a block. And then for uh, one of their friends to now come into the comments and be like, well, I got what you were saying and I knew that, you know, you weren't tweeting at her. Who the fuck is her when you're in my mentions? Like, literally, you've come to my mentions and you're referring to me as her. When I'm not the singer, there's no reason to be referring to me as her when it's literally my page that you are having this conversation on. So everybody caught a block. And that is the mood for 2022 and has literally been the mood since 2020 because, you know, I cussed out another black woman that wants to call herself angry, rare, rare, rare. You lot aren't going to talk to me all mad because you have unresolved issues within yourself, within your black womanhood, and you're trying to project it onto me because you feel like, oh, well, she can take it. While I could, I don't want to. So I'm giving it back to sender. Not in this year will any stupid bitch 
come onto my platform or come to my face and talk to me mad because they think that I should be able to absorb their internalized trauma for them and I shouldn't say anything because I've got a fucking blue tick and I've got 100k followers so I shouldn't complain because I should be grateful and I have a responsibility to do this and I have I have a responsibility to myself and to my child every other human being is responsible for themselves and with that responsibility can always come a slap so just bear that in mind everybody caught a block but i think that it's important to stress that move with atten- move with intention talk to people regardless of the size of their account talk to them the way that you would talk to them in their face because should you ever find a day that you are in their face and they are about what i'm about when they when i am fully on what you're half on it can all get very mad very very quickly for everybody speak to people with respect and go and sit down with yourself and figure out what it is about you that hates to see other people doing things that you feel that you can't do so you're just going to be disrespecting them in the process Woo. so that just needed to be said off the bat because i wasn't even going to wait for the for, you know to get to straw of the week to to get that off my chest like don't be cheeky do not be cheeky not with me not this time round no um Anyway, let's get into, let me just check my notes. Let's get into the tarot for this week. I think that rather than doing like, um, of course, it's a general reading, but rather than doing a reading, I guess, about personal things, I thought it would be quite um, apt to do a reading about the energy that is around in terms of the world at the moment, because I know that a lot of people are feeling really scared you know like really scared not really knowing how this is going to play out and they're feeling anxious and at the same time they're feeling sad because they're obviously seeing how humanity is afforded to certain people when they are in um, war situations but it's not afforded to other people who have been in these situations for decades if not centuries like but they're not showing they're not showing the same empathy so um the first card because my question to spirit was literally like what is happening what is happening and what do you want us to know from this like what are the energies that we should be aware of the first card that came out is the three of um knives because i'm using mm, this deck is called the wanderers tarot i bought it years ago i think i bought this in like 2017 if i'm not mistaken so i've had this deck for years um and i've got a big like a cupboard where all of my um all of my decks are in or sometimes I have them by the window when I, when I'm charging them. So, um, I haven't used this deck in forever, but I felt called to use it today instead of my Lisa Stone Modern Witch Tarot deck. I thought felt called to use this one. So we've got the three of knives, which is like the three of swords and it's in reverse. Uh, we've got the prophet of stones, which is the king of pentacles in reverse. And then we've got the judgment card number 20 there as well. So, the message right now is like don't don't let your heart break completely like don't be disheartened basically like um don't be disheartened by all the things that are happening because of course it's terrible of course it's scary of all of that but don't lose heart um don't lose heart don't lose don't lose hope you know um because the king of pentacles in reverse here is telling us that these these things are happening because the people who have who hold on to the money who hold on to the power they are being knocked upside down like it's not just about the immediate conflicts that we understand and we see of course there are people who are more versed at 
all of these conf conflicts and the timeline of conflicts, they're well versed at those things. So it's not for us to necessarily bog ourselves down with trying to understand every single thing that has ever um, that has ever happened. But it's about us understanding that nothing is new under the sun. And so these colonial imperial powers, whether it be France, whether it be the UK, whether it be the US or whatever, who are talking about, oh, can't believe that Russia is doing this, da 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 da. But you are all the same. You are literally all the same. You're all nasty and you're all pussy clots, right? And so it's us understanding that as they're pointing the finger at Russia or whatever that they're doing, that we're being shown that, no, also look at your own yash. Also look at your own yash. Like everybody is mad together. And so it's not the, we don't have to now focus, like have this hyper focus on individual conflicts, but rather that we do not want this to be our story anymore. Like this cannot continue to be our story. It's so fucking exhausting. It's so exhausting. This cannot continue to be the story for all of us. No, like something has to change. And that's what we're being told that as heartbreaking as it is to see all of these things happening because real fucking people are losing their lives. Real fucking people are left like disenfranchised and um, everything. Um, we're looking at these people left stateless, without resources, um, you know, subjected to so many different types of violence. We're seeing all of that, but ultimately something is trying to be awoken. Like something is like something is um, like being triggered to awaken within us that they need to be overturned. Like they need to be all of these powers that all of these people that we've given power to. Because again, if you think about the numbers of us to the numbers of them who are meant to be these apparently world leaders, but what they are is war leaders. There's so much more of us. And so, but before we can even look at them and be like, rah, you're moving mad. We also have to figure out what is it in ourselves? Like if we were in that position, are we sure that we too would not move mad? Like the, those are the questions to ask yourself. Like what are the areas within you that if you were exalted to a particular status in life, how are you sure? Can you promise to remain diligent so that you do not become a blade to inflict a type of wound that you have um, endured onto other people. And then we've got the tw uh, 20, um, number 20, the judgment card in this wondrous tarot, we see a big eye, like a eye that's looking over everybody. And the eye is crying into a, um, a triangle. It makes like a triangle, the shape of the tears make a triangle, but it's watering the soil and flowers are growing. And there's a little um, shovel that's like, um, in the earth as well and i feel like what this is saying is that oh, there divinity wants better for us like spirit wants better for us and this is sad to be like when you have free will this this is what you want to do with your free will this is you just want to fight all the time you don't want to be happy no you don't want to eat candy floss no i mean don't eat candy floss it's lots of sugar but you know like is, is this all you want to do with your free will to just cause misery and that's why these things are happening because it's helping to kind of recalibrate us to be like first like sit down and really look at life like is this what you want to be doing is this what you want to foster is this what you want to cultivate upon all this land that in this lifetime that is what you want to find yourself doing surely that cannot be so what feels like you know um and, and is terrible 
it's a chance for us to actually become more courageous and say like i just do not want this to be my story i don't want this to be what you know i'm helping to carry forward literally it becomes for us an opportunity for growth to realize that we do have the power to say like nah i i don't want to be part of this i don't want to be entangled in this i don't want to be complicit in this um and again, that same fucking idiot, when I was tweeting about that, like, you know, we don't want to be entangled in what the fuck Boris is doing. Oh, well, you're already entangled. Cause da, 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 da. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. Because it's clear what I'm saying in that if you are not privy to certain pieces of information, right, then what can you do? But the moment you become privy to information, you're like, no, 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 I don't want to be entangled in this. So what do we do about distancing ourselves from the things that Boris and his Tory government want to do? Because if people are going to come for people's necks, let them come for you lots because we don't want to be involved and your shiny suit will be torn in the streets. Your shiny suit will be torn in Pall Mall. Like, let's let's all be let's all be very, very clear because I did not go and look for the, um, Putin's trouble. You did. So... It becomes about that. It becomes about like, I need the information. I need to be made aware of the information so I can actively say that, no, I don't want this to be my story. And there are privileges to just not knowing certain things that are happening in and around you. Um, There are privileges that allow that to happen. But at all times, we have to be interrogating these privileges and being like, I don't want that. I don't want to be part of that and seeing what we can do differently. So that is really the message at this time. Like nobody is here to just coast. We're not here to coast off. We are here to prove that, um, joy is intentional work. Peace is intentional work. You have to actively seek out joy and peace because left to the devices of those who are meant to be leaders all we'll ever know is turmoil. All we'll ever know is oppression. And when it feels like maybe to you that you're having fun, but somebody's suffering um, at the expense of you having fun. So that is, I feel like that is the tarot message. It feels like I should leave it there, um, to be honest. But it just needed to be said that we're, we're here for a bit. We're here for about two years, to be honest. Like, even if it looks like something's going to calm down, for a bit we're here for about two years because what we're feeling is the effects of um america's pluto return now if you think about the fact that america is a very very large country and so different states were doing different things at different times right so america experiencing its pluto return america being su- this superpower america will not be in the same place by 2025 the america that you know now go and get your things grab your things the things that you feel like you need for your career rah 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 go and get your things should you know should it be safe to do so because by 2025 you're not going to recognize america the same way that you're not going to recognize um a lot of these colonial powers that we know now because people are getting fed up people are getting tired of the same story of the same narrative and so it just won't be the same like you know something feels like it's going to shift and it's likely going to be from the continent of Africa. Some kind of country I feel is just going to be like, you know what? You can tell all the stories, all the lies you want about me, baby. But today you're going to learn today. You are going to learn. And 
I'm not saying it's going to be pretty, but there will definitely be an element of the, then the rest of the African nations going, you know what, actually, I support that message. If you want it, we can get it. You know, anybody who wants it can get it. And then suddenly um, these um, quote unquote superpowers, these imperial um, imperialist uh, countries are going to have to look at Africa as a continent in a different light and start moving with a little bit of respect. Um, yeah. So Wild is the UK's number one natural deodorant company that focuses on performance, sustainability and style. They utilize the power of nature um, by creating an effective, long lasting deodorant that is free of aluminium and parabens, whilst also being cruelty free and vegan. Now, one thing to remember is that now people aren't being asked to wear masks on um, public transport. I mean, it's strongly encouraged, but it's not unlawful for you not to not be wearing it. So that means like if you're choosing not to wear it, you're going to be smelling some things, you know, you're going to be smelling a lot of things. And, you know, we just hope that a lot of these people go and get some good deodorant. Like it's really, really helpful. And if you're that person that maybe you've got your mask on, but your armpits are frowsy, consider everybody else's nostrils, you know, and pick up yourself or pick something up like this that will help you. So, um, it's just great that uh, wild as a natural deodorant actually works and keeps you smelling fresh and dry um, even after a hard day of exercise. It's fully sustainable in terms of the design because it's got an aluminium case for life plus uh, biodegradable slash uh, recyclable deodorant uh, refills. And it's a great concept to reduce plastic in our everyday routines. And it's super convenient because refills are designed to fit straight through your letterbox whenever you need them. There's a flexible subscription option for you so you can purchase them as one-offs or um, like I said, you could get the subscription if you want. And also you can find Wild in your favourite stores such as Sainsbury's Boots and Waitrose. So um, yeah, go and get involved. Um, You get an exclusive 20% off your first Wild deodorant purchase on their website, which is wearewild.com. You get free shipping in the UK with 100% satisfaction guarantee. Use the code STRAWS20 at checkout. Um, So that's all one word, STRAWS20. So go wild today and get yourself this natural refillable deodorant that genuinely works. You can order by going to wearewild.com and you'll get 20% off your first order with your code STRAWS20 at checkout. So go and check it out. Anyway, let's get to Share Your Magnificence. So my Share Your Magnificence this week goes out to Jamal Edwards a baby boy who has sadly passed away um, at the age of 31. It's so, so sad. Like, ah, oh, mate, I, um, when I saw like the timeline starting to talk about it, I was just like, what's happened? What's going on? And um, then found out that it was Jamal that had passed away. And it was just, yeah, it's such a shock. Um, but, you know, what was beautiful to see was the number of people that had such incredible lovely stories to share about him and the ways that he'd helped them and how just what a positive light was what what a beautiful light he was um edwards jamal edwards um was the founder of sbtv an online grime and rap music platform which helped to launch the careers i'm reading this from what they've written about him um 
which helped to launch the careers of artists like Dave, Ed Sheeran and Skepta. He first got into filmmaking after his parents gave him a video camera as a Christmas present when he was 15. Born in Luton and later moved to West London, he was appointed an MBE for services to music in 2014. A pioneering figure in British rap and grime music, Edwards attended the Brit Awards earlier this month and was um, understood to have performed as a DJ at a gig in North London on Saturday night. Um, his company confirmed his death on the on the BBC on Sunday, saying he died that morning. His mother said he passed away after a sudden illness. His mum's um, singer and presenter, Brenda Edwards, um, and she's also on Loose Women. Um, yeah, it's just extremely, it's extremely, extremely sad. Um, his mum wrote, it is with the deepest heartache, it is with the deepest heartache, that I confirmed that my beautiful son, Jamal Edwards, passed away yesterday morning after a sudden illness. Myself, his sister, Tanisha, and the rest of his family and friends are completely devastated. He was the centre of our world. As we come to terms with his passing, we ask for privacy to grieve this unimaginable loss. I would like to thank everyone for their messages of love and support. Jamal was an inspiration to myself and so many. Our love for him lives on. His legacy lives on. Long live Jamal Edwards. MBE, MBA, PhD, come through, my G. Um, big up yourself, Jamal. I know that, I feel like I know that you're hearing this, right? Because like you're not in a physical body anymore and you've always been into things that have a sound frequency. So I just know that somehow you're hearing it as far as I'm concerned. And you just look at people's lives and you think, rah, you know, when they pass away, you're like, rah, you know what? I see what you came to do. Look at how many people this young black man elevated. Like he elevated them to the lives, to the to the fame that they have now. And, you know, it all happened together. And it wasn't like he was seen all of the time. He was helping people behind the scenes. He was, you know, starting up new ventures. He was starting up new productions and things like that. Because he was one of the people working on Apologetic, that show on Channel 4. Um, and he's like, you know, like everyone has a different assignment or various assignments, but they would usually have a similar theme. And so I look at him in awe and I think like, rah, your theme was to do with music and, 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 and creating a space where primarily black people could have their music also respected, like, like almost like an angel of music is what I, I kind of see him as like he he got you know the video camera when he was 15 and the first thing he thought to do was to amplify or to share other people um other people's talents you know and then it became this big thing and he started around the same time that youtube even launched so you know he grew with the internet and i just think that that's such a beautiful um reason for being i think that that's such a beautiful thing um gift to have given the world like you've given the world these incredible mus musicians because you took notice of them and you said you know what people need to see you people need to experience this as well and you know for that i'm eternally grateful i just think that it was beautiful and in the few interactions like i, I don't remember us like meeting and chatting even if we were in the same places but i remember that um he had dm'd me a few times and yeah, I don't know. His vibe was just different. His vibe was just different, you know, not all, not all black men are a monolith, right? Of course. But the way that he moved was so different and so loving and so 
just beautiful um, and really unassuming. And I, I really enjoyed seeing that even with all of the things that he'd achieved, you'd expect someone to move. There are people who have achieved left, less than him and they'll be jumping up and down, up and down. You must know me. You must da, 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 da. Whereas like he'd achieved so much and he just kept it cool. He just kept it calm. And so when that black to front thing was happening, when people were like, oh, Kalechi's bad vibes, da, 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 da. I remember him DMing me and he was just like, oh, um, I hope you're okay. Um, and I hope that you're still up for working together sometime. I think that that would be really cool to do. Um, and yeah, I just thought, oh, okay. I just really enjoy people who are not phased by this small, um, screechy group of naysayers who seem to have a, a particular way that they perceive me. Um, because he would likely you know, know some of those people yet. He was just like, yeah, we should do something. You know, he just didn't seem phased at all by whatever, whatever other people had to say. And I, I thank him for that. Um, and I feel like our last, I think our last correspondence was him saying, oh, can I get your email address? Because I'd like you to come on the show. I'd like you to do this and that. And I appreciate it. You know, we didn't ever get to work together, but I appreciate the fact that in the interactions that we had, he was so lovely and respectful and kind towards me. And, um, I wish him well, Jamal, I wish you well. I wish you well on your next journey, wherever you're, you know, headed from here. I pray that you are given onto the way that you've given to so many people in so many various ways, because it takes a true, true, beautiful soul for so many people to have wonderful things to say about you you're you're simply a light you are a light so two slaps on your chest baby boy and go well um so yeah anyway let's get to so you mad so now that we're in so you mad i actually wanted to break that up and say that some of you people are very very wild that a family hasn't even had a chance this happened with regina king as well um a family hasn't had time to even process the loss of a family member that you might know um, in mainstream culture and you've jumped online to start talking already or because you just want to be the first to say it and you want retweets and you want likes, but then that's going to go and all you're left with is you, your unlikable, stupid self for doing something so callous. Like, it's not by force to be the first to announce things when it comes to people passing. Shut up. Like, please give people a moment. Give people a moment to feel things. It's a private matter, but you've already run online to come and talk. Why? Why? The internet is so good in so many ways, but it's also really tragic in other ways that now, like, it's like people don't even think or they don't move from their soul space anymore. They're just doing things from a place of, like, instant gratification. And, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I really dislike that. Um, so yeah, the first story this week for So You Mad is about uh, Willow Smith. Somebody sent this in um, about Willow Smith's new book. They said, hi, Kalechi. This could be one for the So You Mad segment because people on social media have expressed horror about the portrayal of Muslims and Amazigs um, in a preview of Willow Smith's next fantasy novel, Black Shield Maiden. Um yeah, it's an interesting one because Willow Smith is um, co, she's got a co-author and they're writing this book and the whole premise is meant to be, what is it? It says here, let's see. 
The 21-year-old American singer and songwriter is set to release the book in October this year, but many are calling for edits to be made to it before it's published. The book, which follows two young women, in Afri- um, an African warrior called Yafo and um, a Viking princess, Freydis, as they work together to construct their own fate. Um, it's come under fire for making references to Muslims and Amazigs in what um, many have said to put, uh, that many have said portrays the two as savages. Willow and co-author Jess Hendel referenced Islam in an exclusive extract uploaded online by the Penguin publishing firm. The extract states that Yafo inquires about the gods um, to which the people within the do- um, domed building slash, um, you know, in um, inverted uh, commons mosque or parentheses rather were praying. The father explains that Muslims call him Allah and do not worship any other. Another passage titled um, Amazig um, Amazig states, the Amazig are dangerous on their best day. They have little regard for anyone who doesn't worship the Muslim God and even their own tribes are always at war with one another. Um, Online social media users condemned the preview of the book, deeming it offensive and orientalist. Um... Some social media users stated that the use of the language in the text had colonialist tones by characterising Amazic people as feral, lawless savages. Another social media user responded to the extract by calling it dehumanising, referencing the French colonisation of Algeria. Um, other tweets stated that this is not uncommon in for fantasy fiction, where stereotypical and orientalist tropes are rife. Um yeah it, someone else wrote why is she using actual indigenous groups for her fantasy book the amazi the um amazigan amazigs um aren't some ancient mythical people we're very much real and alive and she's basically portraying us as this harmful stereotype of barbaric savages they added um calling on smith to stop writing about topics that she does not understand Uh, Despite the novel's proclamation that it is the first series that makes visible the histories and mythologies of medieval African peoples and women of the Viking Age, which have been erased by dominant Western narratives in media and education, many online have noted the irony of reinforcing racist stereotypes of Amazigs and Muslims, delivering nothing new to either audience. And um, I think that that's important. I think that's that's important. I hope that... um, they go on to rectify. I mean, or you, 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 at this point, you might even have to rewrite a lot of the book. You might have to just start it again. But um, it looks like the woman, I could be mistaken, but it looks like the woman that she's right, that Willow Smith is writing this with is a white woman. And I've been warning a lot of you for a lot of the time that if you are going to do something that is going to um, center Africanness or blackness, it is important that the people who are working with you on it are also black. Do not start missions, um, um, you know, initiatives, whatever, and say that it's to help black people, but the people that it's meant to help, they are actually not as involved in the process as they should be. Even if you put one black person, I've gone off tangent here, but you put one black person in a position of, I don't know, power, but actually everybody else that's working to make this thing go ahead, they're all white because you're going to, you're going to miss a few steps and you have to ask yourself why you are not able to source actual black people with lived experiences to be integral in what you are doing. And so when it comes to Willow, like your parents have money. Is this the only writer that was available to come and help you? Because I just feel like without realising it or not, their lack of 
um, knowledge about this place that they're writing about your lack of knowledge about this place that you're writing about can only cause problems like there are other writers who are right there like African writers who are right there that could really help you to to really hone in on what it what it is you're trying to portray or convey so you're not offending people it's one thing to create a mythical people that maybe if people were to um really look at it they'll be like no it looks like you based it on this current group of people and i find that offensive but they would have to prove that that's what you have done meanwhile you lot just use actual literal people groups of people that exist right now and then you're saying all of these things it doesn't matter whether it's a fantasy novel you're still talking about real life people in your fantasy situation so yeah there's a responsibility to do better like Kate Clan, she was just there getting dragged up and down because she and 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 initially she wasn't even getting dragged it was just an, like hey look you've done this in your book it's really offensive can you address it instead of taking the L she started moving mad shouting up and down shouting up and down and then obviously the weirdos the um the trolls in human form joined in the 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 um the dickheads that think think themselves to be journalists they joined in about oh no she's been cancelled and her book's being dropped and this and that no because problematic white people will always find a way they always they talk about water always find um water always finds a way problematic white people always find a way like where there is a white there is a way you know where there is a problematic white there is a way so talking about oh she got dropped she got this she got that nothing's happened to her nothing's happened to jk rowling like nothing's happened to white women that move mad nothing nothing no matter how much people shout up and down up and back uh, up and down about what they've done you will be the villain in that situation and they will be able to you know continue as they are because what they're doing is just sharing their opinion and just living their life and they should be allowed to do so that is what we're told anyway so in this situation we can't be perpetuating the very problematic things that we see done to our people and people who look like us all the time when you're writing things like don't you have a sensitivity reader before this went out did you not have anybody that the publishers could you know hire to be like oh maybe this shouldn't be a thing maybe this shouldn't be happening or maybe take this bit out something needs to be done because you can't just be writing anyhow writing like a writer not even writing like a writer at this point just fix the things truly fix the things and do it with immediacy um so yeah that was the first so you mad the second so you mad which is obviously the most hilarious to me is that um a blog site called hollywood unlocked um decided to report that the queen as in elizabeth regina had died yeah they just went ahead they just went ahead and posted that lizzie baby um lizzie baby um had died it says here hollywood unlocked hu exclusive imagine a whole queen has died and you are announcing it as a hu exclusive queen elizabeth dead it's an Instagram post that then goes on to say, imagine it got 18,000 likes at that point when it first went up. It says, sources close to the Royal Kingdom, that's when I fell out. That is when I dropped down before I even went any further. What are you talking about? Sources close to the Royal Kingdom. Sources close to the Royal Kingdom notified us exclusively that Queen Elizabeth, hashtag Queen Elizabeth, has passed away. She was scheduled to attend the wedding of British Vogue editor Edward Ennefall, but was found, de- <laughs> but was found dead. Story developing, um, black 
praying hands emoji, heart emoji, photography emoji, Getty images. Um, wild. If the Queen Mother had died, or sorry, the Queen had died, is that how you think that it would be announced to you? Now, you all know me. I still have my theories, right? And I do know that gag orders that we have over here don't necessarily, uh, they don't apply in America. Americans can do what they want. So if it were anybody else, you might say that, oh, somehow protocol has been broken and this has happened and this has happened. But from what I understand, the protocol will be London Bridge has fallen and London, well, London Bridge has fallen down, to be honest. Um, London Bridge has fallen and then this happens, that happens. And then BBC News will be the first to um, to announce it and they will cease, everything will cease broadcast, whatever. And they will announce that, you know, homie's officially gone. (laughs) Officially. Um, so they would do all of that, you know, but because that's not been officially done, you can't come and fast up yourself and be like, oh, the exclusive came to me. Why would a 95 year old woman who has COVID allegedly, well, they said that she does actually, but I'm, I'm saying allegedly for my personal reasons, why would a 95 year old woman be going to Edward Enifor's wedding? Where do they know each other from? Is she the Boris's um, order that you can go places and you don't have to self isolate hasn't even kicked in yet, so she can't go nowhere. Even if she was going to go and she randomly, her and Edward Enifor happen to randomly be boys, like she can't go anyway because she's got COVID, and also she's ninety five, and also she's a colonizer. So I I don't know where she's going. Why would she be going? And also the idea that she was found dead, as if I don't know she was taking crack. I don't, I don't understand. Like, how did, how would you find her dead? You know, she's only in one place. Do you know how many, how many staff members she has? Like, what are you talking about? Like you can have your theories in it because if, if I was, if I had my tinfoil hat on, I would want to know why Harry wanted to come to England that time and he wanted security detail and they told him that he couldn't have it. And so he's like, "Raw, I'm not coming. Because if in 20 years time, he was like, well, actually this had happened and that had happened, but they didn't want to announce it yet. And I wanted to come so they could make the official announcement. And they said, I couldn't have security details. So I was like, all right, fine. You lot stay there then. And we'll wait as long as you want to wait before we do this official announcement then, innit? That's me with my tinfoil hat on. But obviously I can say that. And literally the very second that you're listening to this, Lizzie is out in Balmoral or wherever her favourite castle is with her nonce son. And she's out there whining and doing dutty wine, dutty wine, dutty wine, my girl in the Scottish Highlands. So I don't know. It's what I'm saying. I don't know. I've just been speculating humorously. But what I will not do is go and write HU exclusive, SYM exclusive, Elizabeth dead. Like that is, <laughs> that is wild behavior. And you're lucky that you didn't get, like you're lucky that you didn't get sued, but you're also lucky, like you're lucky that you didn't get got. Because this is wicked skeng man Lizzie. Like Lizzie nah ramp. Lizzie nah ramp. Like tunnels, tunnels, tunnels. That's all I'm saying. Vroom, vroom, baby. Like, don't play with wicked skeng man Lizzie R. Know that. Because the R is for... Understand it. So, with that bit of insensitivity out of the way... um, Well, no, actually, Jason Lee, who is the guy behind all of this, uh, you know... Um, blogger that just likes to do the most, very, very similar to Perez Hilton, that little dickhead. Um, 
you know, you're the one posting about all of this. Everyone now starts laughing, ridiculing him, rah, rah, rah. Then he goes, oh, well, I trust, I stand by my sources and we actually haven't heard anything from the palace to refute what I've said or whatever. He didn't use the word refute because I don't think it's in his vocabulary. But he didn't say, he's just like, oh, they haven't said any statements. So still standing by our sources. Only for them to come out and they'll be like, no, Lizzie's very much fine. But did they... I think they just said things like, oh, Queen Elizabeth is working or she's not going to be able to take the meetings that she thought she was going to be able to take. They, they, you know, they just didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't gratify it with um, or substantiate it with any sort of official statement. They just carried on as in you dickhead move. And a lot of people did that because the moment you do that, you're helping this person get even more fame. So they didn't even reference it, just carried on doing what they were, you know, doing what they were doing only for Jason to then come back and be like, oh, my sources were wrong. But from the, the, when I was trying to follow the thread, because I didn't know how he ended up with this source that told him this thing. And then I saw the barbs, Nikki's girls, Nikki's people, them, they were in the comments going, no, we lied to you because you said something about Nicki Minaj. And so we wanted to get back at you. So we gave you a false piece of information. But it was so funny that of all the false piece of information or false pieces of information that they could have given, it was the fact that Queen Elizabeth had died. It was so weird. Like, but then they consider Nicki Minaj their queen. So they told him that another queen had died. I don't know. But the internet is a wild place. The world is a wild place. And you have to be careful of that while Neptune and Jupiter are in Pisces. Like Pisces is also about like, you know, Neptune is about, you know, show business, but it's also about like delusion and facades and things like that. And so when Jupiter is also there with Neptune, it amplifies all of that in Pisces. And Pisces likes drugs, you know, it likes you know things to just be otherworldly and and you know not we're not quite sure if it's reality or not so you can't just take people's words for it because they slid in your dms and they said oh um uh, mama charlie don't pafuka you can't now be like oh yeah she's that's true i'm gonna believe them you have to you know use your own sense use your own common sense basically so yeah that was hilarious to me that oh that was a joke and a half. It also says here that the two of the um, Nigeria's looted Benin bronzes um, are returned more than 100 years later. Two Benin bronzes have finally been returned to Nigeria more than a century after they were looted by British troops. The priceless historical artifacts were returned to a traditional palace of the Oba or King in Benin City on Saturday. The bronzes were accompanied by the Nigerian High Commissioner to the United Kingdom, Sarafa Tunji Ishola and other officials from the UK. The artefacts were stolen by colonizers and explorers from the court of Benin in 1897. The two items were handed over to the Nigerian High Commission in October by Cambridge University's Jesus College and the University of Aberdeen, but had yet to return to West Africa. Um, in a vibrant ceremony to celebrate the return of a cockerel sculpture known as Okwa and the head of an Oba or king known as Ilaho, Ilaho um, spokesperson Charles Edison Mwan, yeah, for the Oba Palace in um, Benin City, said that the that some of the bronzes were kept as far away as the United States, New Zealand, and Japan. They are not just art, but they are things that underline the significance of our spirituality. Edison Mwan, 
um, said in an interview on the sidelines of a ceremony attended by traditional leaders. Last year, the University of Aberdeen announced they were to return a Benin bronze after a review found it was taken from its country of origin in an extremely immoral manner. Now, I need to pause there because University of Aberdeen, are you all right? Did you need did you need a um, specific research done for you to know that it was an immoral manner for it to end up with you? You didn't you, you couldn't just use sense. Sense wasn't enough. Wow. Anyway, I'm just glad you're returning it. The move has raised hopes that thousands more historical items could be returned from the British Museum, which holds the largest collection of Benin bronzes. Um, yeah, according to Reuters, Musée du Quai Branly Jacques. Chirac, I don't know if, if what I was saying there, in Paris alone holds about 70,000 African objects and London's British Museum, tens of thousands more. Last year, a group of Nigerian artists offered a contemporary bronze artwork in exchange for the priceless Benin bronzes, which are held at the British Museum. The presence of African treasures and artifacts in UK institutions has come under increased criticism in recent years. French um, art historians estimate that some 90% of Africa's cultural heritage is in Europe. Yeah, including the people. Blood clot. Um, but yeah, so many of our things are here. And if you think about um, spirituality and African spirituality, like you've taken the sculptures and things that represent our deities and you know if we get them back, everybody is going to get it and this is what i'm saying about 2025 i promise you let one specific artifact make its way back to its origin yeah and watch what's going to happen because you're playing with ancestors you're playing and you're playing and you're playing and all that needs to happen and you know that already because when people try to pretend like english people or european people are not aware of um spirituality they're not aware of um the power of magic <laughs> nah, that is a lie they're very very aware and so that's why they will hold on to certain things and not give it back because they know what will happen if those things go back give our things back and i keep saying don't let me get my money up do not bitches better not let me get my money up because i will hire the best the best of the best thieves in this world i mean i can't exactly hire brits who are the best of i can't hire lizzie but anyway i will find the best of the best anyway right and they're gonna go and get my things back they will go and get it back and they'll take it back to where it belongs that's the, that's the only way because imagine if you took all of the things that belong to africa out of the british museum you're just going to have a building that has maybe a, a couple items or a few items because we know that they jacked from other places as well um across the world but a lot of the things are from Africa and you're just going to have an empty building that you don't know what to do with. And I think that that is so exemplary of the nature of Britain. If you give back the things that you have taken, America, the same Europe across Europe, the same. If you give back the things that you have taken from Africa, what will you have? And you know that. And that's why you have to keep running with the same narrative that Africa depends on you when actually you are the ones that depend on Africa. Because if you were ever to give back the things that Africa has given to you and didn't even give to you, you stole it. You know that you'd have fuck all. You really know that you'd have fuck all. And that's why the girls are shook. And that's why the girls are fighting, to be honest. Um... So, yeah, so that that story caught my eye. Um, and then what else did I see that I thought was interesting? Oh, well, I don't think it was interesting. Rather infuriating. Kyle Rittenhouse, the pussy clerk that shot three people and killed um, and two of them killed at a Black Lives Matter protest. He and he was acquitted of what he'd done. 
he's now doing a tour you know he's a little superstar white supremacist superstar over there in america and he's been talking about the fact that he wants to sue Whoopi goldberg um, and anybody else who called him a murderer while the uh, you know the case was going on and things like that and it's just interesting the way like if you ever thought that white supremacy wasn't real consider the fact that this little bumper clot this little piece of shit killed two people at a black lives matter march people are like yeah but he killed white people so why are we calling him racist you dickhead i've said it on the podcast before he went to a black lives matter march a black lives matter protest because black people had been killed everyone was out protesting the fact that black people had been killed right and he went to this protest as a white person and shot white people to remind white people that don't get involved in this shit do not go and start being an ally to these people because you will get taken out and that is the reason that he's being rewarded that is the reason that he got acquitted because he was doing the bidding of white supremacy and so he's now being given all the spoils that would encourage one to continue doing that sort of thing i would not be surprised if he then becomes the youngest president of the united states because everyone's just so proud of the way that he stuck up and um, you know he stuck up for the american way a lot of people will vote for him even if like because trump wants to run again that orange dickhead he wants to run again with him and his toupee um and if he had someone like Kyle rittenhouse on his ticket ah, oh, the trump supporters would love that they would love that and before you know it he's back again that is what you should be scared of very scared of because again when that man went and um ran up the building in dc it's gone out of my head but when they went and did all of that stuff and basically trump was encouraging them to do it because he wanted all the votes to be fucked that's kyle rittenhouse energy that is the kind of chaos that trump wants and that is the kind of chaos that kyle rittenhouse would provide so the fact that he's been invited onto news channels even with that pussy clark um tucker carlson and tucker says to him like will you be suing any news organizations and he says we're looking at quite a few politicians athletes celebrities whoopi goldberg is on the list imagine that the one person he mentions by name is whoopi goldberg a black woman whoopi goldberg is on the list she called me a murderer after i was acquitted oh yeah well i still agree um so is senk or someone from the young turks let me play it if i see if i can play it um For the rest of your life, it wasn't happy to go through what I went through. Yeah, I mean, they tried to imprison you for the rest of your life. It wasn't coverage, it was advocacy. You have a lot of potential targets to sue yourself. Will you be suing any of these news organizations, and if so, when? Um, well, right now we're looking at quite a few uh, politicians, celebrities, athletes. Whoopi Goldberg is on the list. She called me a murderer after i was acquitted by a jury of my peers she went on to still say that and there's others don't forget about sank from the young turks he called me a murderer before verdict and continues to call me a murderer interesting and and what about the people who called you groundlessly a white supremacist which makes it pretty hard to get a job for the rest of your life if you're a white supremacist no it doesn't you be responding to them absolutely we are going to hold everybody who's lied about me accountable, such as um, everybody who's lied, called me a white supremacist. Yeah. They're all going to be held accountable, and we're going to handle them in a courtroom. 
Wow. And there you go. Groundless. It is groundless to call him a white supremacist. Somebody that is somebody that is walking like a duck, talking like a duck, that looks like a duck. It's wild and it's groundless to call them a duck. So what should I now call them? A turkey. You are a duck. Thus, you are a white supremacist. You went to do the bidding of white supremacy. So that you, therefore, you are a white supremacist. And again, this is the way that we are gaslit in this society where it's just like, oh no, what? How can I be racist? Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get my mind around this. You have the fucking audacity to call me a racist because I did something racist. Oh my God. That is so upsetting. That really hurts my feelings. How could you say that? Like that is the worst thing you could possibly say to anybody. I'm not racist. I have no black friends, none. That doesn't make me a racist. I I haven't lynched anyone ever no, we're not going to talk about my internet history. I haven't actually done it. So let's focus on that. Like I haven't actually lynched anyone. I haven't, I haven't ever said like the N word on national TV. Okay. I've said it in the street, but I haven't said it on national. Like there are so many things that I have not done that I find it ludicrous that you would call me a racist for, for just for the mere act of racism. Surely we're better than that as humans. That's literally how a lot of you sound. That is literally how you sound. Like fucking idiots. Like absolutely fucking idiots. So I'm not surprised that he now wants to go and sue people. And, you know, the way that the the judge loved him, the, jo- the judge wouldn't even allow for the lawyers and the, um, who are they? The prosecutors to call him anything wayward he would well as what they deemed wayward they would not allow for the protesters to be referred to um as protesters you know like it, it or as victims it was like oh no they were looters they were this they were that there was a particular narrative that they wanted to drive home and it was supported so for every police officer that is i don't know jailed for what they've done to george floyd all that's happening is that elsewhere they're trying to balance it out by being like oh well you raging white supremacist racist piece of shit you go on and do what you want to do because you know what yin and yang no god forbid yin and yang ain't got nothing to do with that like no not divine order being mixed up in your fucking shit um then there's the actress from 90210 who decided to make a video where she was reciting her version of poetry about if she had been, um, if she had been, what's his name's mum? If she had been um, Putin's mum, that he wouldn't have gone ahead to do what he has done. And again, you know, people are just going to be wild. They're going to be wild, I guess, forever. So, um, yeah, let's see where that video is because it's rather, it's rather weird, rather, rather weird. And it's the way that she's clearly done her hair and placed herself. Like, why are you flirting with your, imagine your hypothetical son? That is weird behavior. Let's see. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm. So much laughter 
laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine the stain, the soul-stealing pain that the little boy you must have seen and believed and the formulation of thought quickly taught that you lived in a cruel, unjust world. Is this why you now decide no one will get the best of you? Okay, I'm going to stop Is there because... Why? No, shut up. Shut up. What is going on? What is that? Her name is Anna Lynn McCord. I know of her because I was watching, you know, the new version of 90210. That's where I knew her from. And it's like, I wonder if some of these people are acting anymore. Like, are there real actors anymore? Because a lot of people behave the way that their characters that they played in certain things, they behave in the exact same way because her character in 90210 would have definitely been this wild as well. She would have just been this wayward as well. That's why I commented under her video and I wrote 90210. 90210. Because what the fuck is this? I love all the parody videos that came after it because one guy, one white guy was like, well, if I was your husband, when I saw you press record on that camera, I would have said, babe, People are dying. People are literally dying. <laughs> and I just thought that was brilliant because truly, honestly, deeply, stop this fucking shit. And it's peak white woman to be like, you know, if I were, I was your mother, you know, it just, it wouldn't have been, he already, he has a mother. And why do you think that it was his mother that caused this to happen? Like, it's just a weird vibe. Like, oh no, if I was your mother, no no your breast milk would not have solved this i'm so sorry like it's your breast milk could not have avoided this sometimes you raise your children as best as you can and they still decide to be dickheads like and you just have to be okay with that because you did everything that you could do like you've given them everything that you could give them and then they decide to be like this however i'm not saying that putin's mum wasn't on crud I'm just saying that it's a wild assertion with her not knowing too much of history to now be coming and singing and to be doing poetry, poetry um, on in front of her camera that nobody asked her to do. It was like when we were in lockdown the first time and the celebrities got together in their group chat and decided that they wanted to come and sing. Imagine all the people. We didn't ask you for that. Just sit in your massive house and shush. Take a moment. Not everyday attention. Stop it. So yeah it's just um it's very very weird it's it's a very very weird thing to see we don't we don't need more of it just yeah don't 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 do that don't do that don't do that it's it, the the poem is rather long and i just couldn't bear to kind of take it all in it's just horrendous just don't do that and it's funny because people will do all of this stuff regarding um russia and Ukraine and what's happening because they see white skin, white skin. But you're still the same person that was doing a salute when you went to Israel, knowing exactly what's happening in Palestine. What is this? What, what What's all of that about? So, yeah, people don't know what they're talking about and everyone wants to be wayward and I'm pretty much not with it. But that is that for So You Mad. Let's get on to our second show sponsor who are BetterHelp and we'll jump into Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have, which is the relationship with yourself. 
A lot of us will drop anything to help anyone that we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. Um, I like having BetterHelp as one of the sponsors of the show. I think that it's important for us to take our mental health into account always I'm always trying to consider that like I'm not here to now come and burn myself out because I'm trying to give constantly to other people if it wasn't for the therapy that I've had when I talked at the top of the show about people trying to violate my boundaries you're coming onto my page and you're talking to me like I'm a prick I wouldn't be able to be able to assert those boundaries and to be sure of those boundaries if it wasn't for the work that I've done in therapy where it's like I don't have to tolerate this and I do not I definitely do not have to tolerate this because you're another black woman allegedly like I don't have to I don't have to and I don't want to. And there is a liberation I've found by just being like, I don't want to do that. I don't want that near me. I don't want that. And I don't want to talk to that person. I don't want to do this. And I don't want to do that. And I've made space for the things that I do want. And I'm staying in that space and and growing and thriving in that space um, for the foreseeable. And that's what I want for more people. So anyway, better help online therapy is um, one that offers video phone and um, video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used better help online therapy this podcast is sponsored by better help and say your mind listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com slash your mind that's b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l lp.com slash your mind so go and get yourself involved and let's get to straw of the week a nice quick quick straw for straw of the week aka suck your mum goes out to princess esmeralda of belgium who said that while belgium can apologize for the atrocities committed by belgium um during colonialism that as far as i'm concerned has not ended but they can't be held accountable for the crimes of their ancestors and i just wanted to say fuck you you stupid raggedy bitch because you definitely can be held accountable because you're enjoying the spoils of those atrocities right now and i'm so tired of people going but i didn't do it personally yeah whether you feel like you didn't do it personally or not while you are benefiting from it currently you are also held accountable for the thing so unless you're looking at a way to address you your current benefits that you're getting from it then yeah you're you're going to be part of the equation uh, for as long as the like as long as we're still trying to figure out that formula you're going to be a part of it okay so you're not going to turn around and be like oh well i don't think that i should be included in this because rah, da, 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 da. you're literally a princess you're literally a princess you're literally part of a monarchy so you are involved you are definitely involved because it was done in the name of your family historically you twat um so apart from um princess fufu and foolish relda um i wanted to give a massive straw to those people um agencies everyone who is um who are perpetuating anti-blackness first i'd like to say a massive fuck you to muhammad uh, um muhammadu buhari you're a useless president you're a glorified travel blogger and you're a nasty man you're a nasty man with a cold cold heart because how is it that nigerian students are stranded in ukraine and at the same time they must flee from the conditions that they that is now transpiring and you're talking about well use common sense when you're finding your way back are you all right are you all right you thief you thief you raggedy vagabond are you okay 
these young people, these students are your responsibility. They went to Ukraine. They went to these, they go to these places so they can get an education and hopefully get it for cheaper and then hopefully come back to benefit your country, the, our country in one way or another. And then you'll hear about, well, sucks to be you, figure it out. Upon all the money that you've stolen from the people of Nigeria, you can't, you can't give a, a, a crumb to bring these people safely back? No. And then you're talking about, oh, Russia must stop right now. Ooh, small yash, they shake. Look at you. You want to start doing long talking. You still want to start doing big man talking. You want to start talking with chest. I don't think so. It was your responsibility to bring those Nigerian students home. To leave them in that way was extremely callous. And I maintain that you're a thief and you're a vagabond, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so apart from Buhari and everyone moving mad with him, I want to say um, a massive fuck you to all the media outlets who are reporting on, um, you know, the conflict. Um, I wouldn't even call it the invasion, the Russian invasion um, and, you know, going on in Ukraine. Um, all the news outlet, um, outlets trying to report on it, but they're talking about it as like, oh, this is so not us. Like, this is why we formed NATO. This is not us. We we're meant to keep the peace. And it's funny because it's like a group of bullies got together and they were like, oh, we'll make sure that we don't bully each other. OK. Um, and but it's fine because we'll bully those people, but we won't bully each other. And now one of your bullies is turning around and being like, no, now I want to bully everybody in here. I want to bully everybody in our bully group. And everyone's like, oh no, this is so inhumane. You shouldn't do that. That is literally what's going on. And people don't want to call it that because it's just like, oh no, let, we shouldn't talk about things in this way. There's so much, um, it's so complex. It's so this, it's so that. And imperialism is not complex. It's just grand theft. I can't even say grand theft auto, but it's just, it's just grand theft overall. Like, just organized theft that is what it is and if one person is annoyed with another person for taking more than they were allowed to thief and oh you know thief in the first place and this and that and this and that but meanwhile everyday people's lives notice i did not say innocent people's lives because again we have to talk about how we go around um, um awarding morality and deciding that it's m- the morality the feigned morality or the constructed morality that we'll use as a metric to decide who is deserving of being able to live and who is deserving of dying it's not about innocent lives it's everyday people's lives affected by the fuckery of a few men it's not even a few good men it's a few it's a few bad men and they have lots of power at their disposal and it's everybody else that's suffering for it. And everyone's fighting amongst themselves because they're trying to rationalise something that is irrational. Literally, what is happening to us is irrational. And we're still trying to apply logic to it that, no, actually, this is different from what's happening in Yemen and Syria and Somalia. And, you know, it's, it's different to what's happening in all of these places. And no, you can't compare it to Congo. No, you can't compare, compare it to this. You can't compare it to Burkina Faso. You can't. No, you can't. But at that point, it was the bullies doing it to people that weren't considered to have much power. But from the moment one of the bullies turns to everybody else and goes, actually, this is what I want to do now. Everybody's shook. And that's not me in any way insinuating that Ukraine as a country is a bully. I'm talking about the other powers, the bigger powers like America, like the UK, like, you know, France, all of that. You lot being like, oh, yeah, well, 
that what he's doing is so wrong but how is it different to what you have been doing for decades if not centuries so how is that different but it's it's okay for you to do it because are oh, the people that it's been done to um have a funny tinge you know they're a, they're of a darker color or they haven't been invited into whiteness so it's okay for it to happen to them it's so sad it's so sad to see like well, instantly all of us are showing empathy like oh you know my thoughts are with ukraine my solidarity with ukraine and then you've got ukrainians coming on national tv talking about oh well you know they didn't even let the blue-eyed and the blonde ones through and they didn't do this and we're not like those refugees and you're hearing all of these weird statements and belarus saying oh yeah no but those weren't the kind of refugees that we were expecting and this and that oh mate it is anti-blackness is so saddening because when you deep it, it is the foundation for how everybody else relates to each other. They relate to them to each other on the basis of how they understand and how they interact with anti-blackness. Anti-blackness is the glue that keeps all the bullies together. And it's like they could all agree on that one thing that no, even if we're beefing, we don't rock with the blacks. Black students, Nigerian students, African students generally are trying to flee from Ukraine and they get into the Polish border and they're being told, no, you can stand to the side, Ukrainians first. But all our bodies are here right now, so why can't we all come through? It's really sad. It's really, really sad. And people seem to just not have a capacity to consider that more than one thing can be true at once. So many things are happening in the world so many injustices are happening so many people like children are being killed by drones that were ordered by your fave your forever president barack obama but the moment i bring that up it's like yeah well we need to talk about the white men who came before him and the things that they were doing okay you can talk about the white men that came before barack obama but the fact of the matter is yeah, he still did the same thing whether you feel like he did less of it i don't know if we can prove that to be true right now i don't have the stats with me but i know that he did some of it and to me that is disgusting so the fact that he's putting out a statement and going, oh, well, what Russia is doing right now is this and it's that and we won't stand for it and something needs to be done. Meanwhile, you're bombing places all of the time. You were bombing places all of the time when you were in office. But because you have a deep voice and you've got black skin, you know, and you, people find you charming and you have a black wife, that, that makes it OK. This is why pre representation politics is a sickness, because just because somebody looks like you does not mean they give a fuck about what's happening to you or other people who might be experiencing the same things as you. Flint is still there. A whole Flint, Michigan is still there asking for clean water. And you had your forever president. But in the same breath, you'll tell me, oh, yeah, but there's only so much that he could do. Otherwise, this would happen to him and that would happen to him. So you need to ask yourself then, what is the point of, oh, my God, guys, you got to vote. You know, we have to vote. That's how we change this. Why are you then voting people into a position that they can do fuck all about the, like, the situation that you're in? How do things change? Because everyone keeps talking about, oh, wait for the change. The change is incremental. The change doesn't have to be. In a blink of an eye, you can decide that the change is happening right now. You saw exactly how the world shut down when COVID first hit. So don't tell me that this stuff isn't possible, that we can't change the world that we are in right now. What are we waiting for? Tell me, what are you waiting for? Sorry, Lincoln Park. That's probably not how it goes. And I even started in the wrong key. But 
I don't know what's wrong with me. I was having such a serious moment there. And then it's just like the spirit took me over. I just, I'm fed up of it. It's what I'm trying to say. I'm so tired of the Higgy and I'm so tired of the Hagar. I want better for us. And I just do not believe that we have to endure fuckery. I just don't believe it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why we have to. We don't, we don't. It, things can change. People just don't want it to change because they benefit from the way that things are. And if we spend time like arguing amongst ourselves about this and that and this and that, let's all agree that anti-blackness is pervasive everywhere. It's prevalent everywhere. I would likely be more um, open to allyship with somebody who could ab- admit that or groups of people who could admit that because then it means that we have that collective understanding and then we know where we're moving forward to from there but while you're still denying it and going this is not the time to talk about that what do you mean it's not the time to talk about it when should we talk about it then why is it that when it comes to anti-blackness why is it that when it comes to the violence that's inflicted upon black people it's never the right time to talk about it oh no we have to talk about it in a different way no don't protest like that no don't do that no don't do that it sounds like white supremacy is supremacying is what i'm hearing it's never the right time. And then black people then have to like put their issues, their trauma, their cons- constant trauma on the back burner to perform support to other people, hoping that, well, once I've shown these people support and they're in a good position, they'll come back for me. That's one of the things that I learned in, in therapy. I matter now. I don't matter later on. I spent so many years of my life due to trauma, childhood trauma, trying to fix people around me in the hopes that if they're fixed, then they'll come back to fix me or they'll come back to save me if they, if I can help save them in some way. That is not how it works. It's not. You save you. We save us. And we have to do so immediately because time is a construct. The only moment that we know we have for definite is now. What are you doing with your now? And it doesn't have to be massive. I'm not telling you that you now need to get up and start building a children's home or you now need to get up and do this and do that. I'm just saying that right now, what is the best decision that you can make for yourself and know that it has a ripple effect on humanity and do that. Like, just do that. And always prioritise your joy. Always prioritise your peace because that too is important and that too is revolutionary in a society that wants us to feel less and buy more. That's all I have to say, Sha. I am over it. I just feel, I don't even feel if I, I don't even know if I brought the vibes this week because, ooh, Chile, it's just a lot. But I pray that you're all well. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for coming back every week. If you're new, welcome to the ting. And um, it's been a blessing and it's been a pleasure. Thank you all so much for supporting the crowdfund for the children's home so far. The link will still be in the show notes so we can continue going um, until we get this thing built. And I just appreciate you all. And remember that we're only four weeks away now from the live show. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby, I love your ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, all right, I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy, yo Hard time scrolling for your long truths You might learn something you never know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind